0: Sequence five, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: 1, 0 All engines running, commit off.
2: Good afternoon, welcome to SWAT Radio Brad Sykes Sitting in with my good buddy Doug McCary From His Light International Ministries We're glad you have tuned in today tuesday uh, goodness doug it is the 28th of march uh, we are well into spring and uh, it's about time to hit the golf course you and i were talking about that the other day uh, we gotta get out we gotta get out and play a little golf you know we only get so many days where we can do that and
1: not sweat like crazy yes <laughs> i know i know and that's something well hey i in light of all the bad news for our listeners out there that have been going on you know with the shoot terrible shooting by the way there was a, a lot of churches around the country took a moment uh today at noon to pray um for uh pastor scruggs you know yeah. uh, up at uh the That's Covenant my, church, my son's pastor yeah yeah and um and his family <sighs> that precious girl of his along with those other children the two others and then the the administrators that were targeted, Brad, we, you know, yesterday we didn't know they were specifically targeted. At least some of them were, and they, they believe that, uh, she might've been because she was his daughter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they haven't released that, that kind of stuff is coming out, but, um, uh, our prayers do go out to the, their family. Uh, please continue to pray for them. Lori and I were talking before I came in just about how hard that first message is going to be, whether it's this Sunday, whether it's a month from now, or six months from now, mm-hmm. to get up in that church. It's just going to be difficult because as much as his hope is in Jesus, and he even said that, I read a quote where he said, you know, our our we tearfully... You know, yeah. Through uh, tears, through,
2: we trust that she's in the arms of Jesus. So yes, he will raise her to life once again. Yes, uh, I've uh, got that post. Yeah, here.
1: I mean, so he <clears throat> he clearly has that hope, but she's gone, yeah. taken taken away. One in an act of extreme, like uh, evil. It that just no other way to describe it. When you target anybody who's innocent, I mean, that when you target somebody who is done nothing you just are doing it out of it's just sheer evil it's it's evil um and our our prayers certainly go out to his family as well as all the other families of those who served the teachers that were there the administrator and 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 we need to pray for the kids to um i was talking to uh my daughter who lives up there and she was just talking about her daughter, who's elementary age, struggles now to go to school just out of fear mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, yeah, with everything. absolutely. And 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 so something like this, you know, schools are going to talk about it. So kids around the country, did you worry about getting shot when you were going to school? No, well, it was not I, I even a think concern. I worried about the bully
2: on the yeah. you know on we, the playground. We
1: worried about the bully on the playground, maybe or bad grades, right? Right. But but we didn't worry about somebody coming in and shooting. That is not a function of firearms. That is a function of the evil of our society now. Yeah, our culture has degraded so bad that we are we are really at a place where we we desperately need the mercy of God to make sure other things like this happen. And they may they may continue because let's face it. We've pretty much checked God out of our culture, and and for the most part, anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we were discussing that yesterday. I was having that same conversation with somebody today. That you know, when you remove God out of the equation, when you remove God completely from society, schools, uh, you know, courthouses, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is what happens. You know, you go back to Genesis three when when you step out from God's rule, God's order, there's going to be chaos. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think maybe, and and this is probably a a separate broadcast we should do, but what are we as believers to do? What are we, how are we to respond to this? You know, we mentioned it obviously is we we need to pray. Um, That's the first thing we're to do. Um, But we also have a voice, and uh, you know, I think I am maybe like some of our listeners. I mean, uh, I, I'm frustrated that immediately the answer is gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's a that's a hot topic, uh, and I know people on both sides of the aisle. But the issue is when somebody goes into a school and with the intention of taking the life of a child mm-hmm. or anybody for that matter. Uh, we would label that person insane, would yes. we not?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so— in, Especially if they're targeting a child.
2: Right. I mean, I, and I'm not even looking at what the definition of insane is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with you don't have your full mental uh, capacity.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we've got a mental health crisis. I mean, we've got a spiritual crisis, which really is the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a mental problem. We we genuinely it is not guns. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It isn't it it, um, it it's it's a it's a problem. Well, first of all, let's just say that uh, one of the things that has surfaced out of this that it's interesting that the media is not being very consistent because what they're calling the shooter is a trans shooter uh they're not calling her a him they're not saying she's a man uh, and and there, it was widely reported early on it was a female shooter by the way i think since the 1960s since they've tracked school shootings or mass shootings 98% have been men of all mass shootings so to have a woman go in and shoot up a school I don't even know if there's been another mass shooting at a school with a woman I I I, there might have been mass shootings but but that's just rare but this was a woman who on her social media said her pronouns were he and him but I haven't seen anybody really Mm -hmm. referring they didn't go back and walk it back but you you know you and I were talking yesterday about how the uh, police chief didn't know how to respond yeah he was trying to figure out how to skirt her out? didn't, well, do I say it's a woman? Do I say it's a man? He really, because one, he was dealing with the, the real-life tragedy of three uh, children who have passed and, and, and have been shot, and three adults, and, and just dealing with the aftermath of that. But at the end of it all, the reality wins out, right? right. I mean, at the end of it all, it doesn't matter what your ideology says you are, the reality is you are what God made you and you can't change that you well, can't the, change
2: your DNA this goes to my point then when we step out of God's rule God's authority God's order uh it's chaos mm-hmm. uh, that's what you're seeing uh, uh, so it's, it's what you saw yesterday it's what we've been seeing over and over again even to your point Doug where you've got a police chief who doesn't even know how to answer a question and I'm not uh, listen i i don't want to beat on him i just want to say when a police chief cannot tell you the facts of the case that he knows of and they knew it was and a they woman. knew it well, of they course knew he knew was, of course they, they, it was they was know a it's a woman but saying that it was a woman would go against the political ideology that is being spewed all over the place these days mm-hmm. and it's just that in itself is insanity well in fact the definition i was <laughs> the definition of, of insanity is the state of being seriously mentally ill
1: hmm. madness is what it says well here here's the i mean if you're just tuning in to swat radio and you go on what kind of a program is this well swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and we monday through wednesday we go through um the bible uh, talking and uh, expositing verse by verse but we do it um with application and dialogue and then uh, on uh when or thursday we have a guest and then friday Brad and David Gray or somebody walks out what we talked about monday through wednesday um but during the first segment we always kind of look at what's going on this has captured the news at least for one more day you and I were talking this probably will be off the news radar pretty quick mm-hmm because of who the victims were and because of who the shooter was. Yeah, now had reverse it, had, that. Yeah, had it been the other way yeah, around, we'd be talking about it for months. Yeah, for months. But here's the thing for us as believers, because this is where we always hope to go to. How do we as believers respond to this? First, we pray. But second, we learn. And and we have to look at Christians out there. If you accept just a little bit of the – uh gender affirming part of what our culture is saying you say well we, we just need to be loving and accept it and not speak truth to it then you have to accept the whole mass delusion you can't just say well it's the most it's not loving to ever affirm a lie mm-hmm. uh, uh, that right. somebody is their ideology goes against god's word if you are a believer you have a moral and spiritual obligation to speak the truth. You do it in love, but you speak the truth. Because if you accept just a little bit, you're into the whole mass thing. You have to you have to affirm it all. There's no way you can go back and kind of do it halfway and say, well, I believe it here but not here. Because the, the whole foundation of God's Word is God's Word is true, And it's unchanging, and it's applicable to every person during every time of history. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, when you read it written, that he wrote specific messages to people in Israel that do not apply to us because they were dealing with a specific time and thing. But the principles that are extracted out of that are applicable God never affirms homosexuality. He never affirms transgenderism. Those are things that that were going on there, and there's actually prohibitions in the Bible against them. So we know this is not because they weren't around then, but he addressed them. And as believers, we've got to stop playing games. We've got to be people of truth. We've got to be people that say, hey, you know, I... I we need to pray for this person. If you have a family member, I'm sorry that you have a family member that may buy into this ideology, Mm -hmm. but the truth is we can't affirm it because that somehow makes them feel better. Our goal as believers is not to make people feel better. I mean, Paul, and we're going to look at this this week at SWAT and even on the radio next week, when Paul was with Felix, he talked to him about self-control, God's righteousness Mm -hmm. and judgment. He was not making him feel better, right? And so as believers, we have to put um our our desire to be liked by people secondary oh. to our desire to be faithful yeah. to the God who created us, who has redeemed us, and who's given us a gift of Jesus and his word.
2: Well, we're we're promised in scripture that if they hated me, they're gonna hate you. Yeah, and they and when we proclaim Truth. Now, obviously, we are to do that in love, though. Uh, and a lot of what you're seeing right now is a lot of hatred. And I get that because uh, it, you can probably hear it in Doug and my voice. Uh, there's a little anger there. And we, we've got to put some self-control to that. And we've got to share the gospel. we got to share the truth in love. Well, listen,
1: when you start deliberately targeting young children, that is raising up the consequences to to an uh, uh, yeah. area I don't think we want to go. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Hey, glad you tuned in today. Uh, if you want to join us, 844-777-7928. Send us a question or comment to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back.
4: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. Conservative Theological University now offers a bachelor's degree in ministry leadership. This is a 48-hour certified degree program designed for pastors. Ministry workers over 50 years of age with over five years of ministry service, call 1-800-GO-BIBLE. Please leave your name and contact info to schedule your personal interview. The CTU campus is located at 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, one mile south of I-295. you know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904 580 7255 and online at guardian the guardian group happy to bring you SWAT radio on the truth for katie james prayer has been a learning process today on making your life count katie shares how she's grown along the way
0: prayer has been a big deal in my life and it was more that i really wanted to be a praying woman But over the course of many years, he taught me how to pray. And one of the ways he did that was through hardship, through great hardship and difficulty. And he answered my prayer. He turned me into a praying woman. In my heart, I know that he's the only one I have. And so I am constantly in prayer with him.
4: The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches Listen at 91.7. For Katie James, prayer. Look down from a broken sky,
2: traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high,
1: best seat in the house tonight. Touch down the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop the familiar shock of confusion and chaos of those people.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If You want to call in, the number is 844 That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us also at ask at SWATRadio.com. That's A-S-K at swatradio.com. You know, uh, last week uh, we were looking at uh, this uh, passage, actually Acts chapter twenty three. And this week we're going to be in the second half, part two of uh, what? What did you call it? A God who cares? I think it was Doug. And yes. I, I was. Uh, you know, you think about situations like what we experienced yesterday, and I mean, I say experienced it. We are experiencing it. We're 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 seeing this just evil that takes place in our world and uh, most of us are just shocked um you know sad it brings
1: waves of sadness to think about this uh, dear brother in the lord who lost his daughter in senseless violence just just this girl went to school uh like she had always done since january since it started back Mm. in elementary school yeah just learning basic math Learning how to about basic things and her her you know, we were watching one of the surveillance videos and you see the kids in the background, even as this girl mm. pulls into the parking lot with this stuff and you go, It's just insane, Brad. That's there's no other way to describe it other yeah. than insanely evil.
2: Well, and you you if you've watched that, I'm not saying I'm not recommending you watch it, but it I did see it and uh you know, immediately Doug, something happens to you when you watch this and you know, what's going to take place. It's not a movie. No, (laughs) This really happened. And, uh, you know, we can point fingers all over the place as to what, you know, what the issues are. And it, it is amazing. You know, I'm on social media. I'm probably not as active as some, but, uh, I'm just shocked. I am honestly shocked at what people say. And, uh, you know, and I guess that's to be expected when, we, when people are lost and they're without hope and they're without truth. And we've got media that just pumps out the garbage mm-hmm. that we see in culture today and society. And, you know, it's, it shouldn't surprise us. Uh, it shocks us, but it shouldn't surprise us, I guess, that this kind of stuff goes on. Um, and well,
1: <clears> and like I, I think I mentioned yesterday, there are, if you mention Jesus on social media in any way, not calling about judgment, not even talking about him judging mm-hmm. anybody, you just mention he's our only hope or something like that. People will attack you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and yet these things continue to surface that draw our attention and you know the the pastor again, we should pray for him uh, because um, he is uh, he's a servant of the most high God who uh, exposits God's word and
2: faithfully by the way yeah faithfully uh, I've yeah. heard him preach in person he's he's fantastic you know
1: yeah and I mean and I think of his uh, three sons hmm. who now? Are dealing with the loss of a sister. Again, not something that saw through medical issues or something over a slow process. One day she gets up and goes to school and she doesn't come back because she was brutally murdered. There's no other way to say yeah. it. She was targeted yeah. and brutally murdered, she was executed. And um, I, I, we just need to pray for that family. And uh, there,
2: there are just so many layers to this, Doug. You know,
1: but, yeah. but getting back to what you said at the beginning, it doesn't mean God doesn't care Yes. when bad things happen. The, the hope that we have, and I love what he said is that she went into the arms of Jesus and I'm going to see her again, yeah. the hope, take that hope away, mm. take that hope away. And what do you have? I mean, yeah. you have a life of misery, depression. Um, despair despair yeah yeah you you i don't understand how people deal with the tragedy listen the world is broken you don't have to convince people of that everybody buys into that but our job as believers is to share about the god who cares and to share how we know he cares god's word it's been around for a long time Uh, Contrary to what some popular preachers say, it is the way it's where we should take people. Hmm. Hey, there there is a book God gave us, a compilation of His words over thousands of years, or at least fourteen hundred years, that that was given to us to tell us how to know He cares and how to know Him, and it's comforting and. You know, Brad, I I said this, um, I think I said it yesterday. Uh, Like David, um, King David, when, you know, David, if there was, I mean, David had a life of despair Mm. often. He was, his son turned against him, tried to kill him. I mean, like it, it was awful what he went through. And he said, I would, I would have despaired, if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He believed that God was good and that God cared. Yeah. Even and it wasn't
2: when, just an eternal perspective. It was in the land of the living. Yeah,
1: he says in the land of the living, yeah. which yeah. I think is significant. And so for Pastor Scruggs and his family and all those affected, we we do lift you up and pray that you would know the hope of the God who cares because God through his providence will care for you. Now he'll bring people around them Hmm. just like he does you and me. I I think of when you took your grandson out to Austin, us with Rachel, we were surrounded by people, his people who he manifested his presence through those people to us.
2: You know, and Doug, you, you mentioned it a minute ago, you know, as, as his chosen people, as his, uh, what he calls his royal priesthood. Yeah. Uh, we are priests. We are ministers of the gospel.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you've got to have the gospel on your lips. You've got to have it in your heart and your mind, and it's got to be on your lips. And you said, where do we take them? We take them to God's word, and we see throughout Scripture. Uh, Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Mm-hmm. Be constant in prayer. We are to be constantly uh, and it's not just the Scruggs family. Obviously, many, many people, not just the three children, the families of the three children who were uh, murdered, the three adults who were on staff there, uh, and just the layer after layer after layer of generation after generation who will be impacted by what happened yesterday what's happened in school shootings all over the country and all around
1: the world well just a few days ago i don't know if you know in jacksonville there was a jso guy shot in the neck yes i I heard that and and so there's there's difficult things people are getting diagnosis every day so we all are going through it so how do we as believers convey that hope well we have to believe it ourselves to be able to convey it i mean if you don't believe it It's like trying to go tell somebody about a cure that you don't really believe in that ain't going to be very encouraging to them because they're going to see right through it. Well, yesterday we talked about how God revealed his care as Brad read um, Acts 23, 12 through 30 about Paul. There was an oath taken by 40 men to kill Paul. And these, the, these men went to the equivalent of the Supreme Court of Israel mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're going to act like we're going to inquire more about him. Will you help us with this? They agreed to do it. Paul's nephew heard about it, and um, he, he went and told them, and then they end up getting 470 people to take care of Paul. God's not mentioned there at all in the text, and yet he is the main <laughs> character, yeah. just like in Esther. And I know we're about to go to break, but when we come back, I want to do a brief flyover of Esther uh, because Esther is a book where God's name is not mentioned, but he, again, is the main character. And it's the story of how God uses an orphaned, captive female to save the Jews from genocide. Satan, from the beginning, has tried to wipe out God's plan and his people, and an orphan girl who was uh, captured; her family was captured during the Babylonian captivity, and then she was transported to Persia. You, nobody would say she's mm-hmm. going to be the one, but God rose yeah. her up yeah. and used her. And we're going to see how God did that, and how His providence was so evident in the story of Esther, and how that should encourage you.
2: And me. Amen. We're going to we're going to dig into that when we come back. And again. Yeah, it's not mentioned. God's name is not mentioned. But even in our lives, Doug, we see God's hand working in and through us uh, for his good pleasure. So glad you tuned in today. If You want to call this afternoon. The number is 844-777-7928. Again, if you have a question or comment you don't want to call, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome to Teach Kids by Child Evangelism Fellowship, helping you teach truth to the kids in your life.
0: Do your kids participate in sports? If so, you can use it for illustrations to help kids understand the spiritual principle of developing skills or disciplines. Practice makes perfect, bringing success. One of the things God tells us to practice is worship, constantly putting our minds on the attributes of God that cause us awe, reverence, and obedience. Worship can be practiced through music, prayer, and praise. Worship improves gratitude, which leads to contentment. A coach constantly reframes how we should perceive things. Worship also informs our perspective. For the full teaching on this athletic topic, go to the blog at cefonline.com.
4: Teach Kids is brought to you
3: by Child Evangelism Fellowship.
1: Expect some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on the East Beltway 295 northbound before Alta Drive. Also, there's an accident in St. John's County on I-95 northbound at the ramp to State Road 206. Mostly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms tonight. Some could be heavy, low 56. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 70. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ.
2: Welcome back to SWAT radio, Brad and Doug here on this um, Tuesday afternoon. We're glad you've tuned in. If you want to call in 844-777-7928, we always talk about it. We are a live broadcast. We, uh, we love to have people just call in randomly and uh, feel free 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, email us at ask at SWAT and we will get to it. And, uh, Anyway, if you are maybe new to SWAT radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. The purpose is that we would advance truth, the gospel truth, from his word. And uh, that's what we're doing today, as we do every day. And uh, and then we just kind of talk about the personal application of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know today, we're, little little not diversion. Really, we're going to look at Esther. Esther do is a,
1: really an illustration. Do a flyover. Of, it, El, Esther is an illustration of God's supernatural providence,
2: and it is the only book not to mention well the other name than God.
1: So, uh, other than Song of Solomon. Song, Song true. Song, yep, Song yep, of yep, Solomon. Yep, yep. Two books yep. in the Old Testament don't mention God. Uh, Song of Solomon. Esther. Esther was written uh, uh, in the time period. That it took place was about 480, uh, 480, 460 BC in that time period. And remember, there were four. Uh, and Daniel, it, it, there was a prophecy about four kingdoms, right? Babylon, Persia, Greek, and Rome. You know how how they would progress. Right. Exactly. First one was Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. It was replaced by Persia. And uh, remember, Cyrus the Great kind of ruled, and then he had a son named Cambyses. Uh, was his son. And then Darius, or I'm sorry, Darius. <laughs> we I know Darius it's, yeah. in our culture. Darius was Cyrus the Great's nephew who took over after Cambyses, and then uh, his son Xerxes took over after him. And Xerxes' son Artaxerxes took over, and he was there when uh, Nehemiah and Ezra they were doing a lot of the rebuilding. But let's uh, but let's go back to Xerxes. Xerxes is the king. Uh, if you remember from your history, Alexander the Great came in and just decimated Persia, right? Uh, Xerxes, who's also known as Ahasuerus, mm-hmm. all right, that's easy for Ahasuerus me to say. Yeah, Ahasuerus, Yeah, Ahasuerus, uh, and Xerxes are the same one. Same It's the same person, uh, just a different reference to him. He's mentioned in Esther, and so... Ahasuerus and Xerxes, same guy I'm going to call him. I'm going to refer to him as Xerxes. But anyway, chapter one, he is the grand nephew of Cyrus the Great, the son of Darius. He was having a war summit. At the end of that, he had a big feast. He threw a party, said, hey, let's drink and eat and be merry and just do whatever we want to do. And he said, hey, Queen Vashti, who was his wife, uh, come out and show everybody how pretty you are she said nope i ain't gonna do it now is this the feast of purim uh well the feast of purim started because of what happened okay in gotcha. Esther. gotcha and so but this feast was just him having a war summit mm-hmm. we're going to go back and we're going to defeat alexander the great that didn't happen it's just a party it's just a party but after queen vashti refused his invitation the leaders around him go hey you can't allow that that's going to Every woman in the kingdom is going to do that. We're going to have chaos here. Hmm. And so he deposed Queen Vashti, and they said, hey, why don't you have a beauty contest and get you a new bride? So he we went around gathering up young virgins throughout the kingdom, and in chapter 2, we're introduced to Mordecai, son of Kish, descendant of somebody. Think about it. Do you know anybody else who's a son of Kish? Uh, yes Um, I'll put you on the spot yes King Saul King Saul yeah King King Saul God don't put me on spot like that (laughs) uh, King Saul was the son of Kish so the writer of Esther is pointing out Mordecai is in the lineage of Kish that's very important all right he had a cousin named Hadassah who her name in that culture was Esther who was an orphan her parents were killed she was taken to the king because of, her, because of her beauty, but Mordecai was raising her as a daughter because that's what you did in the Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. He was about 15 years older than her, and so she was taken in in this beauty contest sweep up. 2-9, uh, this is all in chapter 2 of Esther. Uh, it says she had favor with Hegai, who was the king's servant. Why did she have favor with him? God's providence. Verse 10, Esther didn't share that she was a Jew because Mordecai commanded her not to and unlike teenagers of today she listened to to the guy that, yeah, to yeah who were who was her her father figure so to speak he said don't tell him you're a Jew so she listened verse 17 it says Esther stole the king's heart now among 40 or not 40 among 400 to 500 women, She must have been one outstanding woman somehow.
3: Hmm.
1: And God's providence again got the king's eye on her. Well, at the end of chapter 2, Mordecai discovers a plot. It's told to the king, and it's recorded in the royal record. Why? Because of God's providence. There was a plot to kill the king. Mordecai being at the gate, checking on Esther, want to make sure she's all right, heard about it, and then... Uh, he lets the king know the king kills the two guys, executes judgment on him for plotting to overthrow the kingdom, and it records in the royal record because they wrote it down to be memorialized. Hey, this guy, Mordecai, told us about this. Chapter 3, we're introduced to another guy, Haman the Agagite. Now, it's mentioned three times in 310-83, in 8-5, chapter 8-5, verse 5, Haman the Agagite. Why? Why is that name important? Well, he's a descendant of Agag. Why is that important? Well, because Agag was a king of the Amalekites. And if you go back to Exodus chapter 17, they attacked Israel on their way out of Egypt, and God cursed them in Deuteronomy 17 to extinction. And in 1 Samuel 15, he's told Saul, kill all the Amalekites, mm-hmm. wipe them out, men, women, children. But did Saul do that? No. Mm-hmm. Saul did not. He didn't kill Agag. Samuel did, but he obviously let others live because now we have Haman the Agagite. So basically, you got the biblical version of the Hatfields and McCoys here. You got the, you know, the, the Amalekite family. And you got the Kish family, or the Israelites. And it showed up in verse 2 through 6. Haman, by the way, was the number two guy in the kingdom under Xerxes. He was the number two guy. So when he would walk through town, everybody would bow down except for one guy. Guess who? Mordecai. He wouldn't bow down to him. And Haman got so angry that he convinced the king to annihilate the Jews. He said, I want not only his head. I want all of the people just like him. So the king signed off on it again, Satan trying to defeat God's plan here. Well, in verse 13, he issues the edict and they set a day where they were going to allow all the people to exterminate the Jews. And so chapter four, what happens? It opens up with mourning and and fasting. People are crying out to God and, um, and, Esther sees her cousin who was serving as her dad in sackcloth and ashes mourning at the gate. And she goes, why is he doing that? He needs to put on better clothes. Why is he mourning like that? And, um, and so she sent him some clothes. He rejected him. And so she called him to him, found out what's he mourning for. And he goes and talks to her and says, listen, you need to approach the King. Well, if she approaches the King without a summons, hmm then she's going to be put to death unless the king extends a golden scepter to her. And Mordecai told her this, If you keep silent, Esther, God will deliver us, but not you. How do you know God hasn't raised you up for such a time as this in verse 14? So Esther said in 16, Go gather the Jews and fast for three days, and then I will go, and if I die, I die. I mean, she is a woman of conviction there. She says, okay, chapter five, she approached, and God gave her favor. She went in there. The king extended the golden scepter to her. Why? His providence. And he goes, Esther, I haven't, he hadn't seen her in 30 days. I haven't seen you in a while, but this must have been one good-looking wife because he goes, I'll give you up to half my kingdom. Just tell me what you want. Mm. I mean, she, God gave her favor with him, and so... She said, all I want to do is throw you a feast, you and Haman, because she knew Haman was the one that got him to do that. And so they had a feast. At the feast, he goes, Esther, uh, what do you want? Why are we doing this? She says, all I want, king, is to throw you one more feast, you and Haman, tomorrow. Okay, you can do that. Haman walks away from there going, I'm somebody. Man, I and the king alone had lunch with Esther at this feast, And we're doing it again tomorrow. But he walked by Mordecai, and he was so upset because Mordecai still wouldn't bow to him that he went home complaining to his wife. He says, you know what? You just need to build a gallows and hang Mordecai. And that's what his friends encouraged him to do. So he goes to sleep that night feeling pretty good about what he's going to do. And uh, the next day, he's going to approach the king and ask him if he can kill Mordecai. Well... God's providence is going to intervene and when we come back I'm going to finish it with just a couple more things to say about it and I think we got a call yeah I but, think we uh, do yeah but uh we'll take the call and then I want to get into that. well
2: it's interesting nothing is truly coincidental right yeah God's sovereignty God's hand is in it all we're glad too we're glad for that if you want to join in 844-777-7928 that's 844-777 SWAT give us a call we'll be right back
4: We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like
1: Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: Welcome to today's encouragement from Our Daily Bread. Our reading titled, God is Listening, was written by Allison Keita. Chuck, An actor and martial artist honored his mother on her 100th birthday by sharing how instrumental she'd been in his spiritual transformation. Mom has been an example of perseverance and faith, he wrote. She raised three boys on her own during the Great Depression, suffered the death of two spouses, a son, a stepson, and grandchildren, and endured many surgeries. She has prayed for me all my life through thick and thin. He continued when nearly losing my soul to hollywood she was back home praying for my success and salvation he concluded i thank my mom for helping god to make me all i can and should be the prayers of chuck's mother helped him to find salvation and a godly wife she prayed fervently for her son and god heard her prayers we don't always get our prayers answered the way we'd like so we cannot use prayer as a magic wand. However, the book of James assures us that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Like this mom, we're to continue to pray for the sick and those in trouble. When, like her, we commune with God through prayer, we find encouragement and peace, and the assurance that the Spirit is at work. Does someone in your life need salvation or healing or help? Lift your prayers to God in faith. He's listening. Today's encouragement was provided by Our Daily Bread Ministries. There is good
1: news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter,
4: the one religion faith.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. You know, I want to get back in. I mean, when events seemed completely out of control to Esther and Mordecai, uh, when king dictated ruin for their people, uh, when evil was posed to triumph, God God is involved in that. And I know we had a caller just a minute ago. I think it was Jerry. Jerry, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Feel free to call back at numbers eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Anybody else, feel free to call. We'd love to hear from you. But Doug, I, I want you to get right back yeah, in.
1: Yeah, this won't take long. I just want to get into this uh, real quick, what happened, because it was so amazing. So Haman... Uh, goes to sleep with the plan to hang Mordecai. And uh, when he he gets up in the morning, he sets out to go to King Xerxes to get permission to hang him. Mm -hmm. At the same time, over the night, King Xerxes couldn't sleep. So he calls his servant and said, Hey, bring me the royal records so I can read. So by God's providence, he couldn't sleep By God's providence, he called for the royal record. And by God's providence, he called the royal record, brought to him. It wasn't random, but it was the one that talked about Mordecai saving his life. He goes, hey, what's been done for this guy? The servant goes, nothing. And so he goes, well, who's in the court? And the servant goes, "Uh, by this time it was morning. He goes, well, Haman just walked in. So he goes, tell Haman to come in. Haman, what would you do for a guy that the king wants to honor? Well, Haman's thinking nobody. He would want to honor nobody more than me. Uh, I think you should give him your cloak, your your coat, uh, your horse. Let somebody lead him on your horse through the city, and people sing praises to him as he's going down the street. Well, Mordecai's thinking all along it's going to be him. And so the king goes, hey why don't you go do I mean Haman's thinking it's him all the time so he goes why don't you go do that to Mordecai (laughs) imagine his surprise when he goes whoa wait a minute so he goes and does that right then goes home his wife says I don't think things are going to go well for you now I mean if the king's telling you to do this to the guy you were wanting to kill Mm -hmm. he obviously didn't tell the king he wanted to kill him or ask permission anymore but he still had the second feast to go to. He went to the feast with Esther, and at that feast, the Esther said, Listen, King, if it was just a matter of slavery or something that was being ordered to me, but I want my life. Please save my life and the life of my people. He goes, What are you talking about? And she said, I wouldn't have even bothered you if I would have just been condemned to slavery. But to have my life and the life of my people taken, and he goes, Who would do such a thing? This wicked Haman. Imagine again mm-hmm. Haman's surprise. So in 24 hours, <laughs> H- Haman went from the number two in the kingdom to the bottom of the kingdom at that moment. Mm-hmm. The king got so upset, he walked out of the room. He and he comes back in, and Esther, uh, uh, Haman's following. Uh, she's fa- He's falling on Esther at this point, begging for his life. The king comes in. Would you even assault the queen in my presence? And so what ends up happening is he says, "Hang him, and hang him on the gallows that he built for Mordecai." And guess what? Mordecai got elevated to the number two position in the kingdom. And the difference, God's providence. Yeah. And and God's providence is simply this: where He uses the natural to provide, protect, or care for His people. So it it, it was it was amazing what He did. We see it in Paul's life. Esther's a great example. The same way God provided soldiers to protect Paul, he did a number on Haman's plan. And I don't know where you are or what you're struggling with, but if you're struggling to believe that God's in control in any of your life, let the story of Esther Encourage you go back and read it. Go to the Old Testament, read it Mm. all. It's worth taking it in yourself and read Paul's story in Acts twenty-three of how God provided for him even when there was a plot. So I just I I wanted to share that. I know we got the caller. I am happy to take the caller now, but I wanted to get through that because it's such a powerful demonstration of God's providence.
2: Well, and to your point, I mean, uh, God. That was my notes here from your teaching last week. Is that God was at work. He worked through their dark days Uh, he also worked through their faithful obedience god is while his name's not mentioned there is no coincidence no he's there god is in the midst of the circumstances so he's in the midst of all hey i know jerry you've been hanging on there for a while thank you so much for calling back what's on your mind brother
3: good afternoon sir i i I just want to thank you for you for your ministry for for, first of all I've, i've listened to it off and on um I listen to a lot of Christian radio, and I've I've never I've, n- I've never heard the, the the Book of Esther explained uh, in such detail as, as I have not only today but through Dr. Jeremiah and some and some other uh, people over the radio. But that's not r- really the reason why I called uh, on a, on a, on, a, on the same on the same subject, uh, the Word of God. Um, I'll try to be brief. I don't I don't know if you have a, a copy of the NIV. Um, um, Translation of, of the Bible or not in front of you, or or if you uh, adhere to that um, um, translation or not. But I've always been been puzzled ever since I was in my early thirties about Genesis chapter one, verse twenty four, and and the way that that the NIV um, uh, explains the the creation and of, of of what what the NIV especially has to say word by word. In, in in regards to a beast as opposed to wild animals mm-hmm. um and, and, and i have some follow up I, I was just wondering if if, uh, if if the NIV to begin with has has any any ability um, when that's your,
2: uh verse chapter 1 verse 24
3: yes sir yeah okay it,
2: it, so it reads and god said let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds the livestock the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so.
3: Yes, uh, wild animals, and, and and that's the thing that that uh, in in other translations I I hadn't really uh, studied all the translations of, of the Bibles, but uh, the NIV is the only one that uses the word wild animals, and I've always thought to myself, uh, if, uh, if 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 something is wild. Uh, it could have the uh the possibility at least to be a carnivorous uh attacking another or uh or at it's very uh as very uh tameless, i suppose to be um uh not non domestic uh something that's wild and um i've all, i've always been puzzled by by something being Wild being in the Garden of Eden. Uh, we were always told that, that that the that that the view of the lion with, with the lamb, where everything that's supposed to be e- even even wild or non-domestic or or possibly carnivorous would would be used um, um, would be used as wild um, wow. as opposed to beast. So I, I and, and 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 we're told. Uh, and we're told through creation that 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 actually the first bloodshed that was um, that was um, shed was uh, the clothing of, of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and um, so I yeah, it's, it's, but, it's but always the, fascinating.
1: But but I, I, I do want to uh, point out that something about the Hebrew uh, in that particular use there, the the Hebrew word there uh, when it uses the word wild and the clarification that i've got is they're wild on the count of their their energy and their activity not because of destruction does that make sense
3: why oh so you uh, so you're saying just just by the fact that they're 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 free to roam and to just go from, from, from here to there. uh, Well, well, uh,
1: yeah, they, they, but it it just, the amplification that I have is uh, when I'm looking at the, up the Hebrew word says that it it can be used. The wild animal is on account. The word wild translates on account of their vital energy and activity. That's, that's, uh, uh, energy. yeah, their, their vital energy and activity. Mm. -hmm. Um, um. T- yeah. So it, it, it the word "beast" is the word that I see in the ESV. I mean, we use ESV and NAS a lot. So, um, uh, but I think you know, you you certainly you know, again, one of the things Jerry that we do is we tend to look at words in our culture and context instead of the Hebrew culture and context. Um, in other words, uh, the word "basket." to you and me, could be a basketball basket. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Just to give you one example, uh, but a basket back then would have meant something just used to carry only. So a word can have kind of some different meanings to us, uh, and so I I think it's always helpful. I found Logos uh, to be a very good Bible study aid. It's It's a software that gives you access to a lot of different commentaries and um, and word study books like uh, dictionaries of Hebrew and uh, Greek words. And so uh, that particular word there has has that meaning of wild, and it says on account of energy and activity, it specifies that. So, yeah. <clears throat> just,
3: just, just, to, just to pick your brain, not to go down a rabbit hole, it's not it's not meant to go down, but uh, it's it, 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 the creation, and, and this is
1: well jerry hey we got 30 seconds we gotta we gotta go but listen if you want to call back the last segment tomorrow yeah. i'm happy for you to call back and we can talk about it okay i appreciate that I
2: hey appreciate that. jerry thank you so much good and, question uh, really excellent. good question. love that kind of discussion see that this is why people need to call us go to SWATRadio.com and look at our uh, the various sites that we look at we uh